This is our second start because <laughs> I forgot to hit the record button and we had like a real, one of the funniest things we've ever done on the whole podcast episode, but I feel like it will be <laughs> forcing it to start again. I missed you though, man. Basically, I, I let me you. just paraphrase this. I said that I had really been, felt like I was left out in the dark when you and Weston and you said, well, to which I was, yeah, I responded. It just, it didn't feel right doing it without you. So I said, what's your threshold for stopping when something doesn't feel right? Five episodes? <laughs> Seven hours later, he's like, wow, must be feeling guilty. When you're spun out halfway up the hill, it didn't feel right, right. starting. But, but you, yeah, that's, that's a bad habit. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, yeah so a little brief intermission. Yeah, I'm glad that we're popping you. Do a, an episode of Jackson and I before Weston and Jackson's Chronicles finish up. But yeah, a little brief intermission here. You guys got some good, uh, some good hours down. I didn't, we kind of thought at first, you know, a couple episodes, this is just what happened. Just kind of got out of control and we started putting stuff together and going, wait, we got to talk about that and this. And then like that whole first episode was just Rooster and Weston just ganging up on me. And yeah. I, and I don't know if you had been there. I don't know where you'd have been on the, if you'd had my back a little bit or if you'd have been more pot, most people pile on me. I don't know what it is about me. I, I'm kind of that guy that get the pile and middle middle child something i'm sure <laughs> we're back to the we're back <laughs> just, to the blinking lights so it makes me feel just feels back natural home, so yeah. we're gonna have a little mood lighting for oh, beautiful a few minutes then we'll probably get lights back on one thing that i kept hearing you and weston talk the word how do you pronounce what he is what was lawyer or lawyer oh i call him a lawyer a lawyer lawyer it's probably not right though because I've gone, it depends on where you live, <laughs> Yeah. but I, I am going to just say that if you say lawyer, you're incorrect. Really? So kind of like mountains as a dentist, I'm going to say that, wait, do you call yourself a dentist or a dentist? Well, let me ask you this. What does a lawyer practice law? So why would you practice law? And not be a lawyer. Lawyer. Ah, that's true. Okay. The word law was in existence before lawyer. Right. So, so when people say it's actually pronounced lawyer, I go, well, that seems like a kind of a bastardization of the word lawyer law. because you practice law. Yeah, that's true. It's totally homeless for sure. The word is, but yeah, that's, that's what most people call it as lawyer, but lawyer. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to change to l lawyer. I've been trying to get rid of the word literally because it's become the most overused word in the entire country on any platform anywhere. And I'm going to stick with mountains though. I'm not going to give that one up. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with that. I thought West, yeah, come on Weston. That but, was just and, a little over yeah, the top and, to get after the mountains, but. And stone is the first guy to just jump. I mean, both feet down your throat. If you say Creek, it's like, you're a Montanan. Call it a crick. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I just tried to sound out the letters. Weston. So I try to make sure I've been saying crick instead mm. of creek. Like I'm going to cross the crick because it's kind of old Montana, you know? I think I go back and forth. Here's another one. Do you know the difference between an attorney and a lawyer? No. No, I have no idea. I'll tell you this. All attorneys are lawyers. Not all lawyers are attorneys. No, didn't know that. And still, no. So now, since I told you that, can you explain the difference? No, no, <laughs> no, no. No, well, these are, this is how I would have contributed to Jackson and Weston's episodes. I would have said things like this. 
<laughs> oh man. Attorney is past the bar exam and can represent clients in court. Lawyer is more academic, I guess. They didn't pass the bar exam or they haven't attempted or they you know, they don't have that oh, really? bar examination. So attorney is the word. So if you go graduate from law school, you're a lawyer. If you pass the bar exam and you start representing people, you are an attorney, but you're also a lawyer. Okay. Okay. Now I understand. But then the question is, why is there any lawyers lawyers out there? Because what's the point of doing law school if you don't pass the bar? Well, why didn't you ask my wife? What's the point of going to dental school if you don't practice dentistry? (laughs) (laughs) You think we can get her on here real quick to analyze that situation? Could she come up? No, I think I think she'd be unhappy with you putting her on the spot about that. <laughs> so, is there like this little enclave of lawyers well, out there? I would say you could pursue educational pursuits, teaching education, law education, hmm. just wanting to have the, just wanting to have the education. Huh. I now this is where I wish Old Stony was here to say what if you went through law school, would you be out of your mind? Maybe they just couldn't pass the bar. Maybe it's just too hard. And so there's like, what do you do for a living as a, or maybe they just wanted, they wanted to get educated and be a stay at home mom. Yeah. Could be that. Could be. I don't know. But anyway, just a, a couple. Yeah. Those, I, I think I just wanted to kind of put my stamp on you guys' episodes by <laughs> saying I, no, that's, that's good. Saying I think it, I think it should be pronounced lawyer, but I know <laughs> most people don't. And I'm going <laughs> to, I will, I will come back to, if anyone wants to argue with me on that, Explain to me how a lawyer can practice law. You don't practice law. So as soon as someone can explain how someone that practices law all of a sudden became a lawyer. Uh Okay, then I'm on board. I'll start start saying lawyer. And I will never, I will not, I have no explanation for my mispronunciation. So, well, so I will not be the guy. I think most of the United States calls it lawyer. I think you're right. right. We need to move on from this. I got a shout out to do real quick. All right. Little shout. So I'm driving here. I'm on my way. I'm between loads. Uh, I'm loading tomorrow up north of here to go to Boise, Idaho, more specifically Cuna, Idaho, which is another pronunciation. K-U-N-A, Idaho. That's how they spell the town. K-U-N-A. And anytime that you call it Kuna, which is kind of like it's spelled, all the Idahoans are like, hold up. It's just this little town. And they're like, hold up. It's Cuna. Like a Q, like a Q ball, Cuna. So anyway, going to Cuna. I'm, I'm, I just get here to your place and I check my messages on Instagram and I got a message from Trevor Purdy, who's a cattle hauler, I believe. And at least judging by all the lights he was flashing at me, he messages and goes, I just finished listening to the podcast. He's from Canada. Not even from close to here. Just finished listening to the podcast. I hope you are from Canada and that was all correct because <laughs> they were Canadian <laughs> cattle trucks that were flashing me. And he goes, I finished the podcast and I look up and here you are coming towards me from with your cattle truck headed the other way. So anyway, small world. Yeah. Good on you, Trevor, for tuning in. Appreciate it, man. Speaking of tuning in, please, everyone do us a huge favor and go to Steady at the Wheel podcast on YouTube Mm -hmm. and subscribe to that channel. Even if you never watch it, please go subscribe. Yep. That really helps us out. Yeah. And what we mean by that helps us out is you get to a certain point and you start receiving payment yeah. from youtube 
which allows us to hopefully develop some more content. And we're cl- close. We're close. So close. We're close. Like a couple good subscription waves and episodes away, I think. But yeah, please do that. I finally have started working at the jail. I know we've been talking about this. Oh, yeah. So can we do a couple follow-ups real quick? Yeah. The sign. The signage. The governmental signage. Uh, Cease and desist. Never heard anything back. But the the sign is still standing in the field. Still there. So I think someone in the community probably tracked down the permit. Could be. Okay. Maybe we're in compliance. Okay. Not we. I have nothing to do with it. (laughs) I said, come take it. I don't care. Well, you, you, uh, you brought the story to their attention. So, okay. So then this would be another follow-up The jail. Jail finally started. I know I've kind of been mentioning this for a, right. and you were, bo- I think last time you were bogged down in a quagmire. <laughs> let me, let me explain what's been bogged down. This is the Cascade County jail. So there's a couple big County jails in the state, Yellowstone, which is Billings. Missoula has a pretty good size County jail. Great Falls. And I think, I think over in Glendive, they have a decent sized one. By the way, the sheriff in Missoula, big fan. The sheriff. Of us or you? Of us. Podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, Maybe I shouldn't say the stuff I'm about to say. Sheriff Peterson. No, he can use it to help his jail be better in Missoula. Well, I, well, he might get a kick out of this. (laughs) He will. Trust me. Anyway, so Cascade County Jail in Great Falls is one of the bigger county jails. I think they house roughly 300 inmates in there, male and female. So the difference between county jails and like the, the, the state, well, it wasn't the state, the private, the private prison that contracted with the state that I was at is everyone in the county jail is recently arrested. They're waiting for trial or they have just been sentenced and are waiting to be given to state custody and go to state prison or someone locally, you know, who the, the, local city judge or county judge. I'm not sure how it's defined, you know, gives you 40 days in jail or whatever for something they will be in, in this Cascade County jail. They do have a dental clinic in the jail. And so that's where I will be working once a week. Is this the jail that's up by the airport? airport? Yep. That's the yep. county jail. Okay. It looks like a state prison when you drive by. It's, it's good size. And so it's all the sheriff's offices yeah. and the, the county jail, the dental clinic in there, there was a, a health group based in Great Falls that previously had been contracted with the county to provide the dental care. And they were having a hard time being st- staffing. They couldn't find enough staff to maintain their regular clinics and the jail clinics. So they, they had to leave that contract. And when they left the contract, they also left with all of the dental equipment from the dental office. Oh, and you didn't, did you know any of this coming into it? No. <laughs> they didn't mention, like, hey, so, man. Well, no one knew. They just left and locked the door. No one at the, the jail yeah, stepped in there okay. since they left. And so what the the county jail did is they contracted with a national health group called Turnkey. And that's all Turnkey does is staff jails or prisons okay. with medical personnel. So I am actually... We're contracted with turnkey okay. working at this local local jail. So I, I go into the jail months ago, mm-hmm. didn't check out the clinic, you know, I'm ready to rock and roll. 
and get in there in jail. The clinic, the dental clinic is just ghost town. Was it one of those things where you, you're like, this, this now nah, must be the wrong room. There's no way. Almost, almost. So I start looking around and I said, Hey, there's like, there's nothing in here. Like, no, no, it's a fully, a fully operational. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I go. And so I, I mean, I just went through and made a big list of all the stuff that's just basic needs and none of it's in here. And so they can't, they can't believe it. Turnkeys trying to figure out if they're going to provide the equipment. All of a sudden this just got way more expensive. <laughs> the jails trying to decide if they're going to provide the equipment. And it's just, it's just a circus. Yeah. And I kept kind of in the corner squeaking saying, Hey guys, why don't I just buy it all and you guys reimburse me? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I can <laughs> have it all in like a week. Right. Months later, here we are. But it, but it, in the, in all the f- trying to figure out what happened, that's when it was realized that this previous group took off with all the equipment. And so the, the, the county jail sent me a, an email with a bunch of invoices and said, Hey, we bought all this stuff. What is it? And it was fairly recently bought and it was, it was almost $70,000 worth of stuff and for the, the dental clinic. That's all gone now. Like, yeah. And like, we bought all this. Oh man. So I start going through it all. And I'm like, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's what this is, but it's not in there. And so, so was it enough stuff to more or less have a dental clinic? Oh, completely. It was, it was everything. Oh man. So they went back to the, the group that took it all and said, no, we didn't take it. And they're like, well, look at this video right here. Cause there's, oh, no. there's like 300 cameras <laughs> in the jail prison. and in the dental clinic, there's three cameras in the dental clinic itself. <laughs> And they thought they could say, no, we didn't take it. So like, ah, uh-huh. so then it becomes this big back and forth about it. And I said, I'm a little confused because if someone steals something from me, I call the sheriff's department and they go get it. <laughs> and they are, you are the sheriff's department. How, how do you not, how do you not get your stuff? <laughs> yeah. Like if I did, if when we, when we're done here, if I take off with, let me grab a couple, couple, you know, let me, I'm going to take that cabinet of guns with me. <laughs> well, like you, what's the, you guys are going to kind of get it. It's you. And they, they say, well, it's not quite that simple. I go, well, like, it probably is. I mean, it is. You, it you is. have it on video of them leaving it. You have the invoices that you paid for what they're taking. How do you, how do you not? There's, this group is very big in, in the area. There's a lot of probably politics involved. Huh? If you have to ask me, but ah, so where's, where's the equipment at? Where does it actually sit? Some of it has been returned. Some of it is probably not. So they're just going to purchase new stuff. And we finally got it all ordered this week. Sounds like they need a attorney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So when you get started working in these jails, prisons, they have some, some training that they legally have to take you through. Specifically, training in the Pri- Prison Rape Elimination Act, PRIA. And I've mentioned oh, PRIA we had before. We a story about this. We've, we've talked about PRIA before, yes. <laughs> Even though I went through all pretty extensive training previously, I still had to go spend a day of training the county jail. And so it's PRIA and CON Games training. Okay. Con, and CON Games is like an acronym for. No, it's. Is it convict? Well, they're not actually convicts because they're. That's true. They have a lot of innocent still. Yeah, still proven guilty. <laughs> they call it con games because nonetheless, the, the creativity and manipulation oh. that comes in these settings is pretty strange because there's not a lot of else enter- ways to entertain yourself when you're incarcerated than 
figure out how to manipulate and mess with staff <laughs> people yeah. so you, you take these but what what this mostly ended up being was all the legal definitions involved in priya and then just all the stories of ways that guards have been or staff has been uh and manipulated. It's all, and it's all old hat for you no 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 really the stories that came out of here were so more so much more entertaining really than what we had i'm going to share one because okay. they gave us a bunch of examples of things that happened well here's my guess now leading into this i, I kind of wonder is it because a lot of people that are in the county jail are not necessarily quote unquote career criminal types that are maybe in the prison so they're a little more no in fact a lot of the county jail people are in and out often uh-huh you know, back and forth i think part of it is it's county jails are just set up different than the state the state prisons it's it's just the different. nature of it because it's okay. the prisons it's just prison staff it's all all prison stuff whereas the county jail the sheriff's department runs it so they're doing their their sheriff duties in the county in addition to running the jail so there's just I don't want to say it's looser. I was going to say a little more Wild West kind of a yeah, it's, <laughs> feel yeah. than, than the rigid protocols. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just had, it had a different feel. I'm going to preface this next story that we try and keep this, uh, this podcast fairly family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> this story is going to have a lot of read between the lines. <laughs> Hope I can keep up. And you'll see what I mean. So if there's any... Uh, there's any kids listening with their parents and you don't understand what's going on this may be a good time to educate your children oh okay if there's any adults who don't understand maybe what i'm saying this is a good time to reach out to jackson's direct messages on instagram and let him explain some things to you i'll just redirect you to the urban dictionary so this it, it, what this 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 day of training ended up being was just a lot of stories of of inmates becoming sexually involved with officers Oh, and this is kind of big in the news lately. That that officer out of Memphis, remember, was having some indiscretions with everyone on the force. Now, here's here's something interesting: is inmates cannot legally consent to sexual activity because they're an inmate. They can't. They don't have the power. They can't consent to it. Okay. So that means if you are an officer and you have a relationship with an inmate, they have a legal term for that called rape. <laughs> By the, not funny, but by the officer. Yes, because they can't because consent. Because they cannot they can't consent, consent. In fact, no matter what. In fact, when I was at the prison in Shelby, there was a there was a female officer who got involved with an inmate, and she was caught, and so she was able to go home to her husband and say, "Hey, I've got, I've got. I don't know if it's bad news and worse news. Yeah, like, or I've got like two things. I'm going to tell you the bad news first, and the Maybe not. It's I had an affair, <laughs> and I also was charged with rape. <laughs> she, that's an awkward conversation. So, so, anyway, a lot of the a lot of these courses are just emphasizing the stupid things yeah, that, okay. that that happens when you get involved with inmates. No, I'm, and they gave an example of a female officer who was married with with a couple kids, and she came and started working there, and she developed a relationship with an inmate who had been. He was just about to be sent away, I think, multiple life sentences for multiple murder. Ooh. Pretty bad dude. And she developed a relationship with him. She developed a relationship with him. He 
he became convinced that he needed to have one more child before he was sent away for multiple lifetimes. I mean, this is it. And so he was able to find a female officer who was willing to carry his child. (laughs) No way. The interesting part of this is this was not, the plan was not to conceive through what you would normally experience in conceiving a a child. Traditional conception, you can call it. And, And this also, if you, if you are a frequent user of ketchup packets, you might want to stop listening right now. Oh my heavens. So this, this inmate was able to produce a specimen uh-huh. and store it in ketchup packets, which were then slipped under the door. And the, <laughs> this isn't a joke. And the officer would then collect the ketchup packets and not attempt to artificially inseminate herself with, the, with these ketchup packets. And it wasn't working. So she was able to get from one of her kids' medicine kits the little little syringe, you know? Yeah. And he was able to collect specimen in this syringe, and they had a successful... It, she took. <laughs> a successful... As you, as you say in the livestock industry, she took. She took. She took and... She bred up. And no way. had this guy's baby. Uh, what? That is so messed up. I mean... That's so messed up. Like, like this is... This is why I love <laughs> working working in the jails and the prisons because so does she automatically well she it's kind she of didn't have any charge. she didn't no really have charge. charge she didn't have charges that that was just one of the stupid things that happens obviously lost her job whatnot I would assume lost her marriage I didn't it would have, I well, would have to that. be the only way they'd know it, her husband would have had to come out and say this is what happened because how would they ever know I don't know I, I will tell you. Do you call these now condiments? <laughs> that ketchup. You're on a roll, man. You're totally on a roll. <laughs> so, and no more. I'm done with those. Uh, I used to give them at the truck stop all the time, but now I'm gonna be sure. I'm gonna tell you. I have two. I have two memories with ketchup packets. Now I have three. Yeah, One's three. not an actual memory, but it'll for it'll. I think this story will cement this well with my other experiences with ketchup packets okay this isn't really memory it's just a, a cool thing <laughs> if you take uh, multiple ketchup packets and put them together and put a rubber band around them and put them under the tire of a car when you back over it <laughs> it makes a huge pop sound <laughs> pretty pretty powerful enough that in, when we were in high school and you put it under the bus's tire the bus driver would always stop and get out to see what you're <laughs> And then at first it's all this red. <laughs> no, so here's my my two experiences. One was with a ketchup packet. Um, when we were younger, dad dad would was into some horse breeding, and in you know some of the horse circles, and he took me to the horse races in Great Falls once. And so we're sitting up in the, the old old grandstands at the the race arena at the fairgrounds in Great Falls, and he was sitting with I don't even know who the people were. But the the wife of the guy he was talking to had on this white polyester suit, dressed up really nice to go to the, the races. The races. I, I was bored, so I started just kind of wandering around the the grandstands, and I I found a ketchup packet unopened, uh, unopened, okay, fresh, I, fresh. I don't know if it was fresh, but it was unopened. <laughs> and I I just kind of was carrying it around, and I came back and sat down like two rows behind dad and and this guy and his wife sitting down in front of me and i just sat behind him and i just started twisting the packet in half so 
You twist it yeah. and twist it and you get two. Yeah, it builds the pressure in two compartments. Two compartments. And yeah. I just kept twisting, kind of mindless. Twist, twist, twist. <laughs> I know where you're going. And I, you can twist that enough. And who, and I didn't know this at the time, but it, one of the compartments exploded with quite an amount of force. Now there's a 50 50 chance, which direct, I mean, it's either going to go forward or back. It's not, it, it went forward and it just drew a painting on the back of this lady's white polyester <laughs> suit. No, okay. She probably didn't feel it though. No one knew. No one, no knew. one knew except me. <laughs> so then, and I quietly got up and headed out and continued my exploration of the grandstands. And that was it. That was it. I have no idea how it ended. I just know that I saw that happen. And I just good move. It's, there's certain there's certain things that kind of stick really hard in your your mind when, when you're a kid. Memories and something about the extreme contrast of this white polyester suit <laughs> with this red <laughs> lines of ketchup across it. And the, other, the only other time is, is I didn't learn my lesson. This oh. was, and this other one was with, actually with, I think it was an Arby's barbecue pack. I was doing the same thing. Which are probably, they're a little thinner. Like the, the, the product is thinner. Arby's well, sauce is not quite as thick. But this one, the, as I twisted and twisted and twisted, the explosion was a jet straight into my eye. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just that RV sauce. <laughs> just an and injection. Just, and I have, I, that, that was the last time I ever twisted back because the burn in my eye with that, of that sauce was seared, <laughs> seared into my memory. And now you got the full circle. And so now I've got the condiment package, the trifecta. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> the grand slam. But again, that this is why I why I love working in the in the jails and the prisons because the things that happen in there. You just where were you ever going to find those? It doesn't happen anywhere else. And as a dentist, I can just sit back. It's like a real life scripted <laughs> reality show. Yeah, where if you're watching a reality show and they do, it, you're like, "There's no way They're, they scripted that and they acted out." But in the, in the jail. You just sit back and you watch it. It's the real thing. It's the real thing. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not having to worry about this or that. I just get to watch it and enjoy it. And yep. So, I can't believe that. Yeah. So there may be some, some and stories how, that they come. Like come what, what's going on? What kind of deficiencies are going on in one's mind to look at a, I don't know that a mass murderer is the word you serial <clears throat> killer. And think I need to have this man's child within me. Oh, it's baffling, isn't it? Well, have you that that guy who's allegedly oh, right. those Idaho the oh, Idaho State killings? Yeah. There's a lady who's who's a news story now who's madly in love with him. You know, I actually come to think of that, some of these murder podcast stuff where they do some of these big time serial killers from like that were you know, doing all these California things and stuff in like the seventies during all the hitchhiking and all that. They talk about how on these huge high profile cases, they would get just gobs of fan mail from women across the country, you know, sending them pictures and offering like to marry them to all will be your wife, even though I will never see yeah. you meet you. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I guess what would change? Why, if that would happen in the seventies, why would it? I mean, no, it's still absolutely. Why would it change? When I was in, in Shelby, some of the guys coming in were like, "Oh yeah, I got a new girlfriend." I'm like, 
Is this code? You've been here for like 60 years, aren't you? And you're in your 20th year? You've still got 40 years. What, like, oh yeah, you know, just started writing this girl and she's my girlfriend now. And it, yeah, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. There might be some, anyway. Huh. But it's, yeah, maybe, maybe someone can someday explain that <laughs> to me, but. Sounds like it's got some good makings for something. Some kind of a novel. Yeah. <laughs> a romance but, novel, maybe. So that's, that's what's uh, kind of new with me. So you're, you're, are you furnished right now? They get your equipment? Almost by midweek next week, we should have everything. And then you can see your first patients. And it'll probably be a couple of weeks because we'll go in and we'll organize the clinic and just get it all set up. And, uh-huh. and, ready and to roll. you got to bring an assistant. Hold in. on. Stop. <laughs> Hold on. When I forgot to say this. So when we were doing that training, there was two volunteer librarians who were in the training with us. One of them, one of them was a, I'm going to guess. A uh, lady in her fifties and her and her husband had, had adopted. She didn't know where I say it, but I, I was getting the, the picture and just comment she's making. They had adopted children who would come from pretty rough situations, you know, like fetal alcohol syndrome babies or mothers who had been on drugs, you know, very saintly thing. Yeah. A lot of these children end up, even when they're adopted in good homes, end up getting into trouble. There's just a lot of issues. And so she was fairly calloused at she she was talking about a son she had in prison currently so she, i mean she was she was callous to all this didn't surprise her the other the other <laughs> the, one the ketchup package she's like nah it's old hat i heard my son told me about that he, he pulled that off <laughs> he, i mean it didn't bother her she i mean she thought it was like oh my goodness but yeah. of course but the other volunteer librarian yeah maybe lady in her 60s and so when when they were telling when they were you know doing the powerpoints and showing us and telling us these stories the one with the ketchup packet this librarian she goes she goes you'd just think if you could give them some activities you could keep them from doing that kind of stuff <laughs> you're like lady it's like that like is- watercolor or beading <laughs> like activities like if if you think if you think a guy going away from multiple life sentences for the rest of his life, like four lifetimes, of yeah. wanting to have a child and willing to, to specimen himself out into ketchup packets and smuggle it out, have some beading, like, like making a beaded belt or some watercolor paintings is going to solve the problems. It. It's not, it's not going to happen. I'm not about activities. But she just kept saying that the whole day. Every time, every time they'd give a, an example of something crazy. She's like, ah, we just should be providing more activities. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you can see her frame. Now I can see why she's volunteered and you can just see that she thinks she's going to be able to fix everyone by mm. we're doing watercolors today. We, we walked through the, when they were kind of touring us through the jail, we walked by the library, which they haven't had anyone there since pre COVID because oh. they cleared everyone out. And so now, you know, they're bringing people back in and this library is just like someone exploded a bomb of books, <laughs> like just everywhere. It's a disaster. Really? And so when we were walking, when we continued the tour, kept saying, oh man, I wonder how you're going to organize that. <laughs> I go, do you, do you think that's going to be your guys' first disagreement of if it should be by author's first name or last name? You're- or by... <laughs> <laughs> you're so good at doing that too with people i can just see it i kept I kept saying i wonder i wonder i wonder when when you guys are gonna have your first disagreement in there 
you know? And then I did say, I said, how are you going to organize those? And they, they almost simultaneously said, last name, first name. One said first name, one said last name. And I went, oh, I go, I go is this? And nobody's in charge. Is this your first fight? <laughs> you know, but oh, you know, that'll be funny. So if we just had more activities. Yeah. Are you trying to bring Jollings in there to help lay down some law? No, they very limited, only extractions. Really? Nothing else. Well, she's hygienist, so, so nothing else. Is that else. something you can do on your own? Do you even need an assistant? Uh, I don't need one for it, but I can be way more efficient with one. So I do have an assistant coming in. It'll come. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to say I can, with an assistant, I can probably do double the amount of work than huh. I would by myself. Mm -hmm. I, I had an experience last week on the road that for a, just a little moment thought that I might end up Potentially. In the county jail? In the county jail out in South Dakota. And it wasn't for messing with the DOT. <laughs> As most of you guys are probably thinking right now, oh, yeah, he finally got what's coming to him. Wasn't that. Wasn't that. So, if you don't mind. Well, no. I might just. I, <laughs> I have completely emptied the tank on anything going on in my life in the past 30 minutes. So, so it's all yours. <laughs> So I've kind of switched gears with the cattle hauling because the cattle are seasonally, they're getting slower. And as my, my kind of off cattle gig, I, I pull a hopper trailer, which is, is a trailer that hauls grain, grains, anything that can flow out of a container through a hopper bottom down onto the ground. That's kind of what we're hauling. So I went out to my first run and, and this is different from cattle because cattle I'm pretty much Midwest, Montana to the Midwest, which is a nice way of saying Montana to Nebraska, back and forth as many times as you can. But this hopper deal is a little different because we go anywhere and, you know, like, like I hauled apples coast to coast. First coast to coast run I ever did was in the hopper hauling apples. And this last round is my first time getting out since last year. And this round took me, I went from Montana down to Anthony, New Mexico, which is kind of a border town with El Paso, Texas and Juarez, Mexico. They're all kind of in a clump down there together. So I go clear down there and then I shoot all the way back up to South Dakota. Well, it is interesting to me. You went from Montana to New Mexico. Yeah. Were you hauling something from Montana? Yeah. So what were you hauling? Hauled some variation of sulfur that they use for uh, fertilizer. Okay. So they, they grow a lot of nuts down there actually. And there's a hopper load of this, something that helps take the, I think it takes the salt out of the soil or something helps. Where'd you load it at? In Billings. Is at, it manufactured in Billings? Yeah. Or is it a byproduct of the it's a refineries? I think it's a byproduct somehow of this refinery. Cause it's like right next to the refinery. Okay. And it's like an Exxon place. Somehow it's something to do with this. The, you know, when they pull all that oil, this is me totally guessing, but something to do with oil comes out of the ground. It has a lot of stuff that comes with it. And just a byproduct of the yeah. refinement. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. Kind of like when you were working in California, you were hauling all those byproducts for yeah. organic fertilizers. So take this down there and it was nice. It was Montana was pretty cold and it was like 60 degrees down there. And I started getting spring fever. It's one thing I don't like about traveling the country this time of year. Like in a day's time, you can go from cold, nasty to like, ooh, it's almost springtime. And you're like, no, it's not. It's January. I, you got to go back to Montana and it's still, <laughs> still have weeks and weeks of cold, cold. 
So then I went up to South Dakota. I loaded lava rocks in New Mexico, like landscape lava rocks, hauled them up to Sioux Falls, unloaded those, and then I hauled sunflower seeds down to, what did I do? I hauled sunflower seeds down to, I forget the name of the town, Madison, Georgia. First time I've been to Georgia trucking, which is east of Atlanta. So took those seeds down there and it was, it's funny because you, this was for, there's the kiddos. I love it. So anybody hearing children in the background, little glimpse into your, your month, the twins are, have just started teething. So the, <laughs> the sleep is a little deficient again. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we ever. You've never really had full, it's always there. So don't, don't mind. And we, I mean, anyway, so if you, if you hear that little bit of hollering in the background, that's one of the wonder, both of the babies. One of the wonders. Yeah. So anyway, unload down in, and this is just a background so you can understand how I got to where I was in South Dakota, unload down in, in Georgia. And it was sunflower seeds at a, going to like a bird seed manufacturing plant just for like, Oh, I'm going to put some seed out for my birds. Like that kind of bird seed. Not like for commercial, any kind of farming or agriculture, just for the joy of your life. I'm going to put out seed. And so did that. And then I went from there to a granite quarry in Talking Rock, Georgia, and loaded chips of marble, like marble gravel, basically, and hauled it back to Sioux Falls to the same place that I hauled the lava rocks. And I think they crush it up and use it to make bricks. Hmm. A little different. Anyway, just interesting stuff. This is just, we go all over the place. So my next load then from there is I'm going over to, to I forget the name of the town in South Dakota, but there's a, there's a big DDG plant, which is distillers grains. Basically, it's where they make corn ethanol and byproducts. Once they do their, whatever they do to the corn to make ethanol, there's the product that's left over. And... More or less, there's the wet product and then the dry product. The wet product, the real local producers within like 50, 100 miles will buy the, the wet product. It's kind of like a corn mash and feed it to their cattle. And then if people need to transport it a long ways off, they will make like these pellets out of it. They'll dry it in a big dryer and make these DDG pellets. And I mean, this was really highly nutritious. Got a lot of, I think a lot of protein in it and energy and whatnot. Actually, anyway, if you're a feed wizard, don't quote me on that, but it's good. It's a good supplement. So I was going to haul this to Wyoming, to a little ranch out in, out in Wyoming. So I get to this place and it's huge, like monstrous. You, you bring your truck in and you weigh in and then you go over to the doors and they have three different doors that you go into. Two of them are for the trucks unloading corn. And I mean, in the course of the time that I was there, there was probably like probably 50 trucks that came in and out of there in the, in the two hours that I was there. So just to give you an idea, and as I'm waiting in line, the far door to the right is the loadout for the the guys getting pellets. And so I'm like third, fourth truck in line. And so there I sit and those trucks take, you know, it takes 30 minutes or so to load these trucks, but the unload trucks is fast. Like it's just pull in, dump your corn. I mean, just this massive pit that holds like a whole semi load of corn at a time. And then, while that truck's leaving and the next one's pulling on, it, it empties the pit. So by the time the next guy's there, I mean, they're just going through it. So on my previous load that I'd hauled, this granite or marble gravel, when they dump the gravel into my grain trailer, I have a couple long, they're 50 foot long straps, like ratchet straps 
that go all the way across the top of my trailer. And the purpose of those is when you roll your tarp over the top of your load to protect it, those two long straps basically just help hold the tarp up so it doesn't sag down in between the bows. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So one of those took enough abuse from the rock getting loaded into my hopper down in Georgia that it, it was a weak spot in the strap and it busted. So easy fix. But to fix it, I have to climb down in my hopper, which isn't a big deal. We do it almost every day that you're on the road because you have to, when you, once you unload, you got to take a broom in there and sweep it out and whatever. So not a big deal to be in your hopper. It's twice daily. I mean, it's, you're always in your hopper. Just to illustrate this a little bit. So, so uh, to fix this, all I got to do is loosen my straps on both ends. And then I need to climb in my hopper, grab the two ends tie a knot in them, put them back up, reattach them and just tighten the ratchet and, whoop, and it's fine. And you're good to go. Like it'll last a long time until I get another strap again. So I'm sitting there in line, no big deal. Just waiting. I'm like, I got at least an hour before I'm going to be getting loaded. And I'm one of all the sea of trucks parked waiting to unload. So I get out of my truck, crawl up on my hopper, slide down in there. Start doing my thing. Do, 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 do. Everything's fine. And then I kind of climb up on the side because I needed to do something up on the side. And as I'm sitting there, the semi honks at me. And he was he was next to me in line and he just honks his horn. Just real brief. And I was like, you know, and we're getting out there enough that you're near out on the road once a day or so you come across somebody that's, you know recognizes you from whatever. So I just kind of assumed like, Oh, we're in rural South Dakota. Hey, just kind of give him a wave. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he points down and I'm like, what? So I, it, it registers finally that he's trying to tell me to look down. So I'm like, Oh, so I look down and there are two guys down there from the elevator and the guy from the and they're younger guys are probably in their mid twenties just starts losing his mind at me. Starts just screaming and yelling at me. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, you cannot be in your hopper. You, that is so dangerous. And it's against the rules. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. But he doesn't quit. He just keeps going on, like just beating a dead horse. Just re keeps repeating on repeat. And so I'm like, so I just sit up there and I'm like, okay, I'm just listening to him repeat the line over and over until finally I'm like, so can I get down? Well, yeah. And you need to get down. I'm like, okay, fine. That's fine. If it's your rules, no big deal, man. That's just got to tell me, Hey man, can't have you in there. Can you get out? And so I jumped down back into my hopper and then I realized to get out my hopper's closed on the bottom. So I can't crawl at the bottom. So to get out, I'm going to have to, I'm like trying to find a way, like how can I get out of here without climbing up? Because he's going to lose his mind again. So I've, there's no way out. So I jump back up and I'm like, Hey man, so to get down, I have to crawl across the rail of my trailer and get down. Like we do every day all over the country. And he's like, Nope, Nope. You stay right where you are. And I'm like, why? Well, I'm going to go get a ladder so you can get down. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that. I'm going to crawl over. And the guy that's with him is a little embarrassed. He's like, dude, no, just, just, he'll be careful. I'm like, I'll be careful. I'm just going to climb down. Like, you have to let me get out of here. Okay, fine. 
And so as I'm, <laughs> you gotta imagine me, I'm like on this, this, it's like a four or five inch wide, big aluminum rail that, you know, runs along both lengths of my trailer. So I'm kind of straddling it, doing like this little, it's kind of an awkward hopping along the side of it, you know? And so he takes this as an opportunity to go ahead and open the barrel back up and just starts going on again, repeating all the same things that he's now repeated to me like five times over already. And so then I, I kind of lost it a little bit and I was like, okay, it's like, I'm fine. And so I stopped. I was like, I'm fine with you having rules. But I said, how would I ever know in a thousand years that I'm not supposed to be in my hopper? Well, you could, we could, you could get hurt in there and no one would know where you are. And I'm like, it's pretty obvious if my truck's holding up the line and I'm hurt inside my hopper, there's only two places I could be in my truck or in my trailer. You could get loaded on. And I'm like, no, nobody's going to load on me out in the parking lot. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, and I said, I said, here's the whole crux of the whole thing though, dude. I said, where's the sign? Where did I miss the sign at? Cause obviously I'm, I'm in violation of your regulations here. Where's the sign? Well, there's no sign. Cause I go to these places like every day I'm on the road and they always have like drivers colon mark. Donk, 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 like four basic things. Some places say don't get in your trailer. Some places don't care. They either do or they don't. And this place had no signs. So I told him this and he goes, you don't need a sign. And this is when I snapped. He goes, it's pretty F word obvious that you shouldn't be in your trailer. And I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. Like I'm fine getting talked on like that. Like, sorry, my bad. But when you treat me like a child, I'm like, <laughs> so then I stopped again and I was like, yeah, I was like, no, it's actually the complete exact opposite of obvious. Obvious would be I pull in and he's like, no, 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 just hold on, hold on. And I'm like, no, listen to me. I said, obvious would be, there's a sign. And I read the sign. It's obviously printed on a giant sign. And I ignore the sign. Then you could come and say, Sir, it's obvious that you're not to be in your trailer. There's a sign. I said, it's not obvious. It's actually the complete total polar opposite of obvious. So because of that, you're not going to talk to me like that. You're not going to scream at me like I'm some kind of child and blame me for this. I have no problem. So I climbed down and I put my gloves away and I'm like, you know what? No. I was like, I'm mad now. <laughs> I've kind of lost my cool and I was tired because I've been driving like crazy to try to get there in time to get loaded. And I go marching over. He's, he's got his pickup with his little safety light, you know, like he's got me pulled over in the parking lot, so to speak. And I go walking over and he turns around and goes and hustles back, jumps in his pickup and shuts the door and leaves his buddy out there to deal with me. And I'm like, nope. I go and start banging on his window. <laughs> Cause I'm like, man, I'm like, don't be using the F word at me. You know, like you don't need to do that. Asked me to get out. And like the second that he asked me to get out, I started getting out. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't fight it and nothing. But when you start just dropping bombs on me, then it's like, mm, nope, nope. So then his buddy's like, hey man, no, no, it's, it's, and, and so then he, he backs away after I bang on his window, he backs away and like, run, like drives off and leaves his, his buddy there with me. And so then his friend kind of a little more softly starts trying to you know well you shouldn't be and here's why and i'm like no don't talk to me i was like i never refuted any of this you guys asked me to get out what's the first thing i did well i said no what what did i do well you did you started getting out i'm like 
which is what you asked me to do. So why are you guys yelling at me? Well, you see, and he starts trying to tell me all this. And I'm like, no, I said, here's why I'm mad. Because your guy came up and he starts calling me an idiot. And he's like, well, did he actually call you an idiot? And I'm like, he said it was pretty blank obvious that I shouldn't be up there. So, I, no, he didn't quote, unquote, say you are an idiot for being in your trailer. He said something that was much worse than that. So, anyway, he's, he's done talking to me. And now I feel like it's this big fiasco. Because they're like, I feel like you're just waiting to get handcuffed, you know, all these people. <laughs> So then I look and here comes the pickup background. I see another guy in the pickup with him and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like whatever, what are they going to do? Kick me out. And sometimes they will. They'll just kick the trucker out. They're like, you're gone. We're not loading you. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, whatever. I'll drive back to Montana and go home. I don't care. So guy gets out and it's a supervisor this time. He comes over and he's like, Hey, sir, we can't. And he starts to tell me why I can't be in my trailer. I said, stop you guys quit trying to tell me. Why I'm not supposed to be in my trailer. I don't care why I'm not supposed to be in my trailer. You asked me to get out and I started getting out. I got mad because your dude was yelling the F words at me. Well, you know, we, we, and, and to his credit, the supervisor was much better. I mean, he was, you know, chill while the other guy's standing over on the other side of the pickup, just like doing these sideways glances and stuff. But, oh, I was so fired up because I'm, it's like, you just know, and this can be a lesson, I guess, for everybody. There's just no reason, like, give everyone a chance first. Like, give them a chance. Even like, this is for me, like with the DOT, whatever. I'll give you a chance. I'll give anyone a square chance. But when you take that and turn south, it's like, oh, okay. Here we go. But I thought, I thought for sure I was going to get booted. And, and, you know, the guy's like, we appreciate it. And I'm like, look, you realize we are your customers. Like, you have a job here because we come here and move your product away. So... You need to tell your little guy, you need to go do a little rape training with him, so to speak, some jail training and say, you can't treat people like this. You have to come up and, you know, you have something you want them to do. Give them a command and see if they comply with it. If I holler from the trailer, like buzz off little guy, like I ain't getting out of here. Okay. Do whatever you want. Scream, yell, bang on my trailer, do whatever you want. But man, when you, when you do what you're asked and just, they continue to lay into it. It's like, oh man, I don't know why I got so mad, but I thought, I thought for sure it was going to, when I, when I started walking towards him and he ran and shut the pickup door and I probably shouldn't have banging on his window, but I was, I was like banging on it, ready to go. Just, it's just annoying stuff like that. Oh, I can appreciate that. <laughs> Trying to think how I probably would have reacted in that situation. Yeah. I mean, what do you. Maybe, and maybe I was wrong in a way. I don't know. To be honest, I probably wouldn't have gotten fired up because I am now seeing a chance to really mess with someone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's explain. Cause I want to, this so, is something I can take with me cause I'm sure it'll happen again somewhere. So when, when it becomes clear that someone is very intent on educating me, uh-huh. I become the dumbest student. <laughs> Like sarcastic and never existed. Not even necessarily sarcastic, completely earnest in my stupidity. Oh, like the time when the principal told you when you said where or the teacher, you're like, where should I go? He's like, anywhere but here. Well not not so much that, but so so what's this what did he keep trying to tell you? That I need to get down and try to tell you why? Yeah, that yeah. Okay. So then I'd I'd stop and I'd look at him and and I'd go 
Can you explain that again? <laughs> like what I, 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 I understand you want me to get out, but you're, you're, it seems like you're trying to communicate. There's a reason why not. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and I'll let him go through all of it again. And I'll fixate, I'll fixate on something at the very beginning and go, hold on a minute. Say, okay, back to, I, <laughs> when you said this, okay. I got confused mm -hmm. and it didn't make sense. I didn't hear the rest of it because I couldn't, I didn't know. What do you mean by this? <laughs> and they would repeat they would have to go if they're wanting to educate me they're gonna educate me real good yeah because i want to make sure that <laughs> you cover every that's a good i'm gonna do that because you wouldn't believe how much i don't know if it's just a lot of i think what it is is people get in a position where they're given like a little just a little bit of just a small little square that they're in charge of and in this guy's case it was like anyone you see anyone touching their equipment or getting on their equipment you know, give it to them. <laughs> they just get this little tiny thing and I'd they just let go them, nuts. Let it. them go get the ladder. <laughs> but then have them, then I I probably would not be able to figure out how to get over the side to the ladder. Like I'm not, I'm scared and like freeze. Like oh, yeah. I can't get I, down. It would be, <laughs> it would, he would, he would have 20 minutes of educating me because I couldn't figure out. I, I, uh -huh. I for some reason I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting this. This is kind of like your, I think it's kind of like that letter you wrote back to the state on that sign where a you, bit. you know, take it from that kind of an angle where you're like, <laughs> I know it's easy to get fired up. Yeah. And yeah. that's what a lot of my initial is. And then after I go, okay, let's have some fun now. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that next time. But you have, the thing about it is you can't laugh uh -huh. at all. <laughs> and no. you have to have genuine confusion and uh -huh. earnestness. Uh -huh. And if you can express genuine confusion and earnestness and being completely serious, it can go on for hours. You can you can sit there and inside be laughing so hard forever. <laughs> as, you're, as someone is trying to figure out another way to say the same thing they've been saying a hundred times. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it because it's... it's but, it's, but yeah, I, I completely hear what you're saying that it's... Yeah, okay, cool. You, you told me I, I understand the rules. I, I didn't know that was real. I'm out. Thanks for letting me know it won't happen again. But when you're getting just getting hammered forever, I, I can appreciate the I can appreciate the explosion. Yeah, yeah. explosion. Yeah, I, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that with me because sometimes it's you'll uh, you'll call the check in, and this happens. This is it's decently bad in the hopper world because I feel like it's a little better in the hopper world because you're dealing with a lot of agriculture type people, and generally country folk type are a little more laid back generally not always but when you get in the freight world a little more where you're dealing with warehouses and, and it's like it's a daily thing where people are just like mad at the world and mad at and so like you ask them a question like so how where do i go exactly i've never been to your facility here yet yeah, look here and, and they just get sometimes they get so wound up and mad at you but that is a great that's a great thing i'm gonna i'm gonna do that and if any of you guys out there listening have the power to do that it'd be it'd be fun to read a comment about it because i will tell you who the master who i i love is a guy named evan hafer some of our listeners may recognize that he is the founder of black rifle coffee oh and if you can ever listen to him on like long form podcasts where he starts telling the stories he has some stories of where he messes with people where he acts confused huh and it is brilliance really like like I, that kind of humor 
it just kills me. <laughs> it just kills me. And the thing about it is I don't need anyone else to laugh and understand that's what I'm doing. Cause if I can, it's my own entertainment completely. <laughs> yeah. One on the road. That would be good for me. Cause that's uh, you're by yourself, man. Yeah. But, huh, okay. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to tell you about it next time I'm able to do it. Well, you, yeah. You, sometimes you got to become a very, very hard, not hard headed, but hard to reach student, <laughs> but a student who asks many questions because yeah. they're confused. Yeah. <laughs> and usually the dumber the questions can be, but in relation to what they're saying, the better. Yeah. That actually is a way better. It's such a better comeback to than anger. Like it's so easy to get mad and be like, but it's clever to do what you just mm -hmm. described. No, no, wait, no, you said, hmm, you said that I need to get a ladder to get down, but I don't know how to, like, how do I, from here, I don't hmm. <laughs> do you, like how do you get hmm. I'm trying to think of a way to ask this because I don't I, I, I kind of think I know what you're saying but I don't hmm give me just a minute I need to I need to think of how to ask this question <laughs> just drag it out because I got nothing but time I'm sitting there for an hour anyway <laughs> well I think we're getting getting close to wrapping up here I do I I did tell Jackson I want Jackson has got a miles per gallon obsession with his trucks mm -hmm. it's it's gotten bad but that miles per gallon obsession has translated into tens of tens of thousands of dollars. Right. So yeah. I, I would like to, to sit down. This will be coming up soon. And just Jackson, some of the technique techniques that he uses that aren't too extreme. No, <laughs> some of them are extreme that you might say there's not a chance, but some of these are just some of the stuff that he's figured out with his trucking that, like I say, has translated into a lot of money. I don't know if, if anyone remembers back to the, uh, the NASCAR episode with trucker, Chris trucker, Chris was almost incredulous at the amount of <laughs> money, money that Jackson had saved in fuel, right. which I think that you're translating into a boat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, so that's something that that'll be coming up in the not too distant future. So real quick, speaking of trucker, Chris, can I make an announcement? You know what? This is something else I wanted to get to. I think. Oh, really? Because I saw your Instagram post. Yeah. But go ahead and let her rip. So starting next week, which will be, I think the week this is coming out, I'm an official backup driver for the Junior Motorsports Racing number eight race crew, which means you remember Taylor that came on and Trucker Chris. I'm basically Chris's co-driver for all the long hauls. And I didn't know any of this was going on. I had mentioned last summer to Taylor, just in passing, like, hey, it'd be cool to come along and do a YouTube thing sometime of just what it's like to haul an NASCAR. And he's like, oh, man, that'd be cool, but it'd be kind of hard to figure out. So he hits me up a couple months ago, and he's like, in a nutshell, he's like, hey, I need to bring you up to speed. And I'm like, sure, with what? He's like, I kind of been charging on and really blazing a trail to get you on my race team as a co-driver because they always every year they need a they call it a fly-in driver so he's like i got this set up i think a way that's going to benefit you in a way that'll really benefit us and one of his beefs with the not well not beef but one of the struggles with co-drivers is where do you find a guy that can drive part-time that's not retired because these are you know we don't need you full-time we just need you like one week a month from february to november how do you, how do we, how do you get someone that's young and fresh and, and you just can't really. 
So he said, sometimes we'll do a big, a big race and Chris will be working hard all day. You know, he's part of the, the pit crew hauling fuel cans and we'll get to the end of the day and it's time to take off back for Charlotte from, you know, California or Portland or wherever. And some of those retired guys are like, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to drive at night. So it's, it's tough for Chris cause he, he'll you know do the race and he's you know technically not really able to drive at night. So because he's been working during the day and whatever. So it's just been a sticking point. So he's like, you're a cattle hauler. Like you like a night shift guy, right? I'm like, well, yeah. So he, he was able to work it and pitch it to the company in a way that more or less they give they've given me a schedule from now until November and I'll fly out from here to Charlotte, jump in the truck with Chris. We'll drive to the races. If they need me to stay with the truck, if it's just out and back, I'll stay with the truck for the race. If they're doing a several race tour, like a West Coast three-week tour, I'll drive out with the truck and then they'll fly me home so that I can continue on with all my normal pursuits and you know trucking and life and ranch and podcast and everything else. And then when, when they need me for the last race out West, they'll fly me back to the last race location. We'll do the race, load the cars, shoot back to Charlotte. So he's like, I kind of already sold the idea to everybody. Like, but I forgot to (laughs) kind of forgot to tell you, is that cool? That'll work won't it. (laughs) So, and, and ironically, I've been trying to shift my, my work life load into a position and I'll have more to talk about, about that later, but into a spot where I can spend more time doing kind of what I want to do or need to do. So we're going to go out and they gave me the freedom to continue to shoot YouTube videos. So I'll be putting out YouTube content on wild, wild west of our travels and of the races and things and whatnot. And at the same time, the benefit to them is that I'm to kind of help create social media content for them while I'm on the road. So I'll I'll be, be free to do my stuff, but also to generate stuff for them for junior motorsports from a different angle than what they're used to. So, and that starts next week. So I've got two, <laughs> two initial kind of thoughts on that. Okay. Well, first, congratulations. Thank cool. you. Yeah. Just as those librarians are going to have their first disagreement in the library, <laughs> will you please make sure that the cameras are rolling when you and Trucker Chris have your first disagreement? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I know. And that's, that's one of the things I have to be careful of because like from afar, they're like, oh, Jackson's probably great. It'll be so fun to have him around and be a little younger, you know, take our crew will be kind of wild and fun. And, but team trucking is, mm, it's, it's different. Yeah. I'm wondering <laughs> that so, first time when you reach out of the bunk to have a swig of water and it's Chris's pee <laughs> bottle and take a good old swig of trucker Chris's like whiz bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna get after him for putting that right next to your water bottle? Or? <laughs> Why would you put that next to where I've been drinking this entire trip? Yeah, those are the kind of things that I, I hope that <laughs> I, I hope that we get that all on video in the second. Oh man, I hope you don't. I hope you're not the one who lets go of the wheel and the wheel runs out of the pit <laughs> into the middle of the race. And like disqualifies the team. Taylor gets suspended for like three weeks and they it's let, all because they wanted to let this guy do some social media. You were too busy taking a selfie. What, <laughs> you, you put the tire in one hand when you're trying to take a selfie. <laughs> and that tire slipped out and went out. And yeah. So 
Those are that's the those are the things that I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> oh man! So it'll be fun. It's it's going to be a huge adjustment just because it's you know I have to try to work the rest of my trucking schedule around their trucking schedule, you know. But uh, I I think ultimately it's a heck of an opportunity to you know and for the podcast to to reach more people and hopefully tap into this whole new you know group of good old race fan type trucking type folks. Yeah. Well, all right. Again, please go to YouTube, steady at the wheel, and subscribe to that channel. We could use help getting that channel monetized. Here's to get lights. Here's an yes to go <laughs> to get lights. But you know something else about that too, you guys. It's such a once we get all kind of the episodes caught up and we're a little more on on sync with podcast release slash YouTube release. It's a it's a really good way to receive like instant feedback, and you know you can email and do that stuff too, but. YouTube, you can leave a comment like, I was wondering about this. It's such an easy format to ask questions and, and correspond. That's one of the things I like about, about YouTube. So, so yeah, now check out the YouTube channel. It's going to be everything you're hearing now. Yeah. But watching us do it with lights that turn on <laughs> and off, with cameras that go dead sometimes. It's a, it's a huge variety. With, but but that's, that's the journey to... To, to progress it and slowly upgrade. Yeah. We yeah, appreciate the support. I know we, we get some really nice things you guys sent to us. We really appreciate it. Things have been not rough for us, but extremely busy. Yeah. We've, we've had so much going on through this winter that it's, it's easy to not try and get together to sit down, but you know, then we'll get a nice email or a nice comment that well, and it builds us up yeah. and pushes us forward. So thank you guys yeah, for this support. 100%. Steady at the wheel podcast at gmail.com. Steady at the wheel podcast on Instagram. How about merch stuff? How's that coming along? We've probably been, it's, obviously the last month's been pretty hectic, but yeah, I'm, I'm in the process of putting a website together uh -huh. where that can just be on there, but that yep. has gotten a little bit put on the back burner it's coming yeah it's coming teeth are more important kids need their teeth first yeah do you think you can do you think you can get a steady at the wheel logo on one of those junior motorsports cars yeah i actually know exactly how we could just get a sticker and sneak it on there <laughs> <laughs> that would be the that'd be the quick way or have a few million bucks <laughs> or have a few million bucks yeah all right so yeah get those <laughs> subscribers up so we can get our sticker on one of those race cars all right guys anything else nope all right take care